aficionado. His name's Matt Walker, and he's one of the funniest individuals that I've ever met in my life. And during the podcast, we go over a couple of different topics, mainly reminiscing about our Edgar College glory days, how improv comedy shaped the way that he sees the world, and how he's able to function in his own life, the creative process and knowing when to release a piece, and other segues and tangents that I know that you guys are going to find very entertaining. Thank you, Matt. I know that you're listening. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I really enjoyed editing it, and I really enjoyed listening back to it. Thank you so much. And if you like what you hear as well, feel free to give me a like, share, and subscribe. My name's Lukey B. Thank you guys for listening. This is episode five of Honest Conversations. He's this amazing artist down in Miami now, but he uh, he did something called pyrography, which is burning art. Okay. So he would lay gunpowder out on paper, like really thick, damp paper. Right. He'd lay it out in little whatever, and then he'd light it on fire, and it would etch into the uh, the paper. And I was like, that guy's cool. And he's like, but at every moment he was like. It's so funny. I was like, well, I don't know why I went. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, bottom line, I was like, this guy's cool, and he work, worked there? Might as well hang out with that guy for the All right. for four years or something. Yeah, of course, he didn't work there. <laughs> By the time I went, <laughs> he's like, I'm not working there anymore. No. <laughs> like, okay, great. This but, is totally new. Yeah, no kidding. And especially, you've been, you're from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... How much did you know about Eckerd before you went to Eckerd? I toured it because my step cousin, my step cousin, yeah, is that catching it? No, we're good. We're, we're good. good. Okay, cool. I was gonna say I could shield it, uh, but but my uh, my step cousin was touring colleges, and they're like, "We're touring Eckerd. You want to come?" I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. Because I I just applied to places. I I really didn't even want to go to college. Yeah. I mean, I'm an art major. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have to go to college to no. do that. Yeah, no kidding. But then I did. <laughs> yeah. And 
then you're there and one thing that I noticed when I went to Eckerd was I transferred in. Um, oh, where from? From Flagler. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I, I played on the tennis team, uh, a tennis team, all four years of my college. Um, I was redshirted at Flagler. Me and the head coach didn't get along very well. Uh, yeah, but I it comes from like being competitive and winning oh. some matches and feeling like I was supposed to be in the lineup when I wasn't. And I don't go down quietly when it comes to any sort of like competitive endeavor. Why would you? Yeah. I mean it it's competitive. It's competitive. I'm playing for a spot <laughs> yeah. and I want the spot. I want to play in the lineup. <laughs> you know, and um that rubbed people the wrong way. And my parents had suggested it and my first experience of Eckerd was around the world. <laughs> around the world. Boy. Yeah, Drive by fire. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. 2013, 2012, 2013. And that was the moment that I realized I was like this this is the place for me. Wait, how did that how did that come to be? You were like I'm let's check out this college. <laughs> They're like, "Well, look at that." Well, look at that. The I biggest to, party yeah, of the year. I'm I get to drink so much. <laughs> It was for it's every room in the Omega thing, which is what like ten. That's it's, eight rooms a floor. Yeah, so it's got to be so to paint the picture Jesus. in full. Um, I had a friend on the tennis team at Eckerd. I graduated with him, Stephen Feldman, and I was trying to decide if I was going to go to the University of Delaware or I'm from Delaware originally. Oh. I'm from Delaware <laughs> like, originally. Delaware I know you're like, wait a minute, Eckerd? Delaware? What? <laughs> what? Um, or Eckerd College, because I have family in both places, in St. Pete and in Delaware. And I had messaged my friend Steven if I could train with him, because my because <laughs> <laughs> my other college, Flagler, had gotten out like three weeks before you guys had. <laughs> and so I had come down, trained with him, and then he told me about Around the World and he told me that I could sleep in his bed since he wasn't going to be there that night. And so I met all these other people maybe that day or the day before. Good God. And asked them, I was like, hey, Steven said that this is the biggest party of the year. All other freshmen. Can I just, like, hang out with you guys and kind of bop around? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, you can definitely party with us. And they probably I immediately disappeared. Immediately disappeared. <laughs> and you're just alone. <laughs> I'm alone and traveling around these different rooms. But due to the magic of alcohol, it was so much fun to get to know so many people. And I think it was, I think it was Thomas Og who was just ripping me just making fun of me and was in like the most funny way possible and just like making me feel good about myself but also bad and I was just like so confused I was like angry sad and happy at the same time and I was like man I, these people are interesting these people are having fun these people seem like they all genuinely like each other and this place seems like it's a wonderful time it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's and a, great. And around the world, and correct me at any point, it's a, there's this senior, 
apartment complex on campus that has 30 rooms and apartments with like four to five people in them. And each room has a different theme and is passing out alcohol <laughs> on each room and each of them are having a different party and it's just like a sample platter of how to get fucked up in college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there there was one room uh, either my junior year or senior year that was a, a nun like oh a, a sexy nun room yeah. where there was just bad religion porn all over the walls <laughs> and everyone was dressed as a nun and they were what giving like eyedropper or turkey based turkey basters of, of like red Jesus liquor and saying that it was the blood of Christ yeah. or something so crazy and then there was a Navi room which the the Navi's from Avatar the movie <laughs> where everyone was a Navi and they put plants everywhere and that was a totally different room yeah uh, and then there were twenty eight more rooms <laughs> <laughs> all different it was insane. That was a crazy thing. Crazy time. Did you ever live in Omega or partake I didn't, in? but Carlin, my girlfriend, did. And uh, so I was in there all the time. Yeah, of course. Because I was just in a little single in between basketball players, and it was a nightmare. Was that an iota? It was in uh, oh, Delta. Delta? Yeah, Delta. I lived in a different room every year. I don't know why. It was so stupid. Like, I don't know anything. Um, and I was just surrounded by freshmen, and I was a senior. So it was like, everyone's loud, drinking. And I was like, just leave me alone. I'm ready to go. This is so dumb. I hate it. Yeah. This is stupid. Around the world is dumb. You know? <laughs> it's like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. When I, I feel like once you get to that point, in college where you're just like I don't want to be here anymore and I think that it's like the third day of the second semester where you're like I can see the finish line all these classes are bullshit I'm gonna literally do the bare minimum oh yeah you start you start feeling like what Jack Nicholson looks like at the end of The Shining <laughs> just like frozen solid like god I hate this the uh the the widow's peak is kind of starting to fray. You're losing hair. You're kind of having a little bit of a early life crisis because you don't really know where you're going to be going next. You're like, wait, they don't give out jobs based on how much I can drink? Oh, my God. What? And it's so funny because of all the colleges to not prepare their students for the outside world, Eckerd College by far does not prepare the majority of their students for the outside world. I think that there needs to have like a conversation and some like senior outgoing exit orientation. Yeah, where they just, just sit like, everybody down and they're, and they're like, listen, everything that you've been doing is not going to work. Like, <laughs> hey, you know all those values that you have? You know that, you know, EC respect? <laughs> you know, just put it in a cup. None of that flies. No one respects anyone, and if you put it in a cup, they'll still arrest you. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't just pick up a yellow bike on the side of the street <laughs> and just go to work. You can't just, you know, 
<laughs> show up on somebody's doorstep and be like, hey guys, I just wanted to hang out and play Mario Kart for like two hours. Yeah. You can't go to grad school and not wear shoes. You have to wear shoes in your grad school. You idiots. You <laughs> it's just a lot of, just President Eastman sits you down and smacks you a oh few my times. God. He's like, that is incorrect. He, there's a, that is a guy that I vehemently both respect and disrespect <laughs> at the same time because there's so much schmoozing that has to be done when you're the president of a college, but also how he just does not handle any public <laughs> appearance or quote with any sort of grace or I tact. I forgot that, that whole thing. It's like, well, women should dress nicely if they don't want to get raped. And it's like, whoa! So, Eastman. to give a little bit of context for people that don't know anything about President Eastman, our college famously yeah, what I was think it? two years after you graduated and then one year after I graduated <laughs> he put out this letter in response to that Rolling Stones thing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, to a it? Rolling Stones article yeah. about um, women feeling like they are more vulnerable when they drink at parties, especially in college. And he responded to it and basically said that if everybody should respect one another, however, <laughs> however. if women... <laughs> would like to reduce their chances of getting raped they should Jesus Christ. dress a little bit more conservatively and watch what they drink and three days later I just see this article in the Huffington Post about liberal arts college president shows daftness to sensitive issue no, that was my junior year. That was the year that that was my junior year when that came out, and I had a writing course because I failed uh, the senior writing portfolio, and that oh, was, no. and I had to do like a satirical piece. Oh shit! And my piece for the class for my th final thesis was uh, a response article by the Huffington Post for an interview with President Eastman post that article coming out, and oh. it said. Ecker College president was quote unquote super fucked up when he wrote that oh my piece God. and was hella wasted and super high <laughs> and just wrote it like he was a total bro apologizing and basically saying that he blacked out from oh a wild God. bender while he was partying on Ecker College campus. That's great. Yeah. You know, every time I, I see that thing, I'm like, you know, he didn't respond any different from any old dudes. No, not like, at all. They'd all be like, yeah, yeah, that's bad, but like, what was she wearing? Oh, God. I just kept thinking like, man, oh, just glad my dad and my immediate family is not in charge of a college. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think that that also gets lost so much within present society because people don't consider that people in different generations yeah. grew up with completely different sets of values. Different. So different. So different. And they are just honestly doing their best to respond to this thing in real time. Yeah, they just... 
It's just great. It's like they, it's like they've never played baseball. They've only played football before, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll play." And they just don't bring out a glove, you no. know. And they're Gosh. like, they catch it like a football, and everyone's like, "Why is he doing that? What a fucking then, idiot!" And then the guy wonders at the end. He's like, "Why does my hand hurt?" You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, "Football doesn't hurt my hand when I catch it." Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, wait a minute. Why is this? Why is this ball made out of thread? <laughs> yeah, this what? is weird. Yeah. It's a circle. No, it's a sphere. Oh, man. You idiot. Um, but yeah, that's, that's great. But in college... Oh, I to keep this there. I just realized it flips out. <laughs> um, in college, you... You were telling me before when we got... Before we got on the podcast that... Before college, just so that everybody knows, mm-hmm. Matt was in... Are, what would you call another man's trash? Uh, yeah, our improv. Your improv group? Troop. Probably troop. Only because we audition people in and stuff. Yeah. I was so surprised when you told me that you hadn't really acted before that. Never. Never done a play. Never did anything. You were the epicenter. Like, you were one of the core four people that was in that group for the time that I went to Eckerd for like three years and even after that came back to help the troop still maintain some momentum it it is such a cool art form and I immediately glommed onto it yeah like immediately it's just crazy it's because it, it, you you have experience doing it right yeah my yeah. My, my minor is in acting and um it's never something, improv has never been something that I've done well because because of my athletic background, I'm way more prepared for anything oh. and then I can do the improv off of that. Oh, I see. And basically have this game plan. As long as I reach the end goal. That's I'm the sh- best way to be an actor. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> like that's, you have your lines, but you can wiggle around them a little bit. Yep. <laughs> I know where I know where the story's going. Yeah. And I can get it there, but I just don't if it goes off structure and I need to help somebody out, I can do that. But if I don't and I just have to do my job, it's pretty cool too. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah, I had never done improv before and the first time I did any sort of acting was I auditioned. Um you might remember Spencer Weiss was yep. on that group. He was my RA my sophomore year and convinced me to do it, to audition. I was like, okay, whatever. I just got through like a breakup and was like, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> like, What's help. the worst that can happen? Right? You know, I already feel dead inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I bomb on stage, whatever. Uh, it'll be like the inside. I bomb inside every day. Uh, but... But he convinced me to come out, and it was, I was like, just floored by the, because I'd been doing art for my whole life, like I was an artist prior, uh, and did a little music, but nothing, no performance stuff, and then um, when I started doing that, was like, whoa, this, this applies to everything, everything in the entire world, improv, and then I just became like so enthralled by the philosophy of it because I had been taking all these like Buddhism classes and non-Eastern tradition things anyway and it just 
fed right into it, this idea of like being okay with not doing well. And this crazy mentality switch where I was, I was in my room alone all high school, like every time, everywhere. Can, can you dive into that mentality that, yeah, um, yeah, go right in. I love that stuff so much. <laughs> I was just talking to, to Carlin about it. Uh, it's this idea of non-judgment of information that's presented to you. So if I, you know, we're in a scene, but, you know, I go, hey, Dave. And you're like, I'm not Dave. I'm, I'm Carl. Like, like, that's a bad improv scene, right? That's a bad anything. Like, that's someone going, I don't like that. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's like, go ahead and do that alone then. Go away. You know? <laughs> Um, but in life, it's like, you know, you're driving, you, you know, you crash your car into a thing. You're like, that happened. Got to roll with it. You know, <laughs> it's the same, it's the same idea where it's like, well, everything's just happening and it never ends the happening. Yep. It's a process and you never end the process. The next step in each process is more process and it just compiles on itself. And what makes it really funny is there's this great Netflix special that just came out, the Middle Ditch and uh, Schwartz on there highly recommend it it's it's improv for <laughs> this is going to sound very demeaning towards improv people it's improv for funny people <laughs> you know most improv has this like like uh, I'm a actor hmm I cannot I shan't break in this scene you know to be um, or not to be uh, <laughs> that is the question. Yes, right? it is the question, and that's what we're here to answer today on today's pod. <laughs> Just kidding, no, uh, uh, but it's this non-judgment of stuff. Like they'll stop a scene, just totally stop it mid-scene, and be like, "Okay, are we forgetting characters? Like, what? Who is that guy? You know?" And they're just talking to each other, and it's so funny because you, it brings the audience into the process and it's so much more fun it's like an inside joke for everyone that's awesome which is mind-blowing to me it's just crazy because i've done stand-up i've done sketch but improv man you know i've been doing that like at least one show a week since graduating from eckerd i've done it here in tampa in la i lived out there uh moved back have never stopped doing it. festivals and stuff and it is the only art form that I can like perpetually do because it's so mm, I can't even like it's like a fractal like it's like yeah. it, it because what you're describing is this it's such a good allegory for life right yeah because it's life never stops happening even when you die like it just continues to go on and the more, the older that I get and the more that I watch, like, situational comedy or even smart situational comedy, mm -hmm. I realize how real those situations actually are. Like, the most famous bit in situational comedy and sitcom comedy is probably uh, Seinfeld, Soup Nazi. Yeah. And everybody, you don't have that specific experience, but I've gone to a restaurant and been yelled at by a Middle Eastern guy behind the counter before. You can't Where, get that. You can't get that. What are you doing? That's only available on Tuesdays. And it's just, what? Why is it on the fucking menu then? <laughs> come on, well, man. Come on. <laughs> I just want falafel. Yeah. No falafel. No falafel. And then you just have this flashback where it's 
no soup for you. Yeah, and you have this almost out-of-body experience where you've now realized you're like, oh, so that's what they were meaning by that. That was, like, super uncomfortable. <laughs> it's super... Shielding. We are outside of uh, Matt's apartment in beautiful, sunny St. Petersburg, Florida, after a huge rainstorm yesterday. Yeah. And I think that we're just getting the tail end of the wind. Mm-hmm. And it's... And every time that I laugh when there's, like, nothing actually <laughs> happening, Matt's just putting his hands, like, an inch each around the microphone to shield it from any sort of wind. <laughs> like, I don't... You can actually probably hear it in the recording. Is it, It'll probably get, like, real tunnely when I do it. So uh, there's a test right here. When you get to this point... Wait, hands on? Hands off. So... Uh, yeah, it, it really is. It's just, it's crazy um, how much it's changed my life. And it's so dumb because I don't buy into the, like, hippy-dippy, like, stuff where I'm like, everything's, you know, we're all... <laughs> we're all connected. We're all connected in the stream. <laughs> we all but share we are, one you know? collective yeah. consciousness. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I think that that's more of a metaphor yeah. that people who are woke, take way too seriously. They just buy into it too much, I think. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, we're connected. Live your life. Stop yeah. ruminating on it. Yeah, like, stop, stop living in that thought that we're all connected. Yeah. And be like, because that's what happens, is people get tripped up over the minute details instead of actually practicing the thing that they're talking about or the mantra they've taken on. Because you see it, too, because it's just like, whoa, man, that really offended me. And it's just like, okay, well, what are you going to do work to make sure that other people don't get offended by it? Or are you just going to bitch about it online? Well, and that's why improv is so great, because you do. Yeah. You, you do, and you only do. You can change your thought process on why you do and how you do, but you still you have to do an improv for it to even happen. But that's as we just described that's life as well it's amazing you've been doing that for every week at least once a week for over six years yeah and if i miss a week i make it up in another week yeah it's like it's crazy i i look back and i'm like i don't know how i've been able to do that i i really don't yeah like i i've taken one class in los angeles at the at ucb and was like not for me and i've i still was somehow able to do a show a week that's awesome with random people and it was like dude this is what's up i love it yeah and then i I started getting to stand up in los angeles i worked at the meltdown theater out there okay Uh, i was interning and that that was where um it was called oh it was actually the nerd melt theater uh out of meltdown comics okay out there on sunset super cool amazing place because it wasn't the comedy store where it's like a bunch of Andrew Dice Clays get up there and they're like, mm, I've got some jokes. These are going to offend you, maybe. Like, eh, you know, yeah. I'm this guy. And it's like mainstream kind of comics. Yeah, that's where every, just everybody like, that's a known name goes through. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell, like, they're good, you know, but they just tell jokes that I'm like, I've heard it, you know, I've heard yep. that. My wife, you know, kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, all right. Um, but the Nerd Melt was, I, by the name, you're kind of like, okay, it's like comedy for nerds. Right. But it's also uh, nerds for comedy. Yeah. Which it makes it so crazy because these people are really invested in the process of the comedy. Like, 
uh, Jonah Ray and Kumail Nanjiani okay. ran the main show there weekly, Wednesdays. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's people that love the craft. Yeah, yeah, it's people that actually like comedy because of the comedy, and they're not going to see a name act; they're going to see good comedy. Right. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I loved it because I, I fell in love with that there because I was like, oh, stand up isn't just that kind of stuff. It's not Jerry Seinfeld. Like I love Jerry Seinfeld. I love his jokes he's a great comedian but i'm like I, you've you heard know, it i'm done you know you've i'm done with that yeah now i can't listen to like millions of other comics because of jerry seinfeld yeah no because <laughs> they're all doing the same and then louis ck and it's like he, he, that happens and everything you're like everyone's trying to be louis ck now with their yep. with their stories and they're like i don't have to be funny as long as i'm honest and it's like no please be funny yeah please please form the joke i need you to i need you to sentence the structure of the sentence yeah yeah i i don't follow comedy like that but i follow something else similarly and i i can understand the parallel that you're talking about where you're you're following somebody said it best car <laughs> <laughs> so, they did say it the best <laughs> yeah they said it the best fucking, fucking car. car um but you're letting somebody think for you mm-hmm. for the set and you as somebody that likes acting and likes story writing and that likes telling stories in general having somebody take you through an entire thought from beginning to end however they see it it's beautiful yeah. It's beautiful. I think that the most recent one that I watched that I really liked was Tom Papa. His new special on Netflix. Yes. Where he's like, oh, but you're just happy. And he's going through the mundane parts of your life and how people are just trying to just get by and to make do with what's best and what's best for them. I like that trend in comedy too. Yeah. Like Mike Birbiglia's oh the gosh. new one. And that, I was like, it's a show. And yeah. it's like, he's not doing stand up, it's a show. Yeah, he's like, showing cool. you he's showing you a perspective of yeah. his life and the way that he views it. And, and, it's, and I think that that's the trend in comedy is people are showing you from beginning to end. Like him, Mark Marin. I would put, ooh, I got a little Jesus. excited there. <laughs> Sombrello. Um. But it's this new trend in comedy where it's it's one complete thought for the whole hour. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very circular. And it's it it reminds me of how I think on a daily basis. Yeah. Not, not saying that, like, I'm so much like these comics, but it feels human. It feels real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. The, the, the only one that I have a problem with is when they're, like, they don't have that unifying theme, you know, throughout their show. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, you're just telling me things. Yeah. That they, they aren't even like your perspective. You just think that it's, that the story is funny. Yeah. Having it happened to you, you yeah. know? But then Mike Birbiglia with the, like, the whole thing where it's like, He's not sure if he'll be a good dad kind of shit. It's like, yeah, yeah that's that's powerful. That's meaningful. Yeah. And it's relatable. And also, the stories that you hear, let's just stick on Mike Berbiglia. Yeah. Like how he jumped out of a window in a hotel. Yeah, dude. And how that's 
a real story that happened in real life that he got a lot of press about and kind of fell out of fame because of. So crazy. It's crazy. And how he's able to flip that and deal with that and is able... Because I'm an artist, too, yeah. and I used to do music, and I used to and I used to act, and I would really, by working that way, I was able to find myself through the work. Yeah. And, like, make sense out of a lot of shit that related to the role that I was playing and the performance that I was doing and the music that I was playing and the way that I was expressing myself. And I see that so much in comedy, how... Okay. All right. All right. A, that's a wasp. A wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, I like how we both looked. So this wasp came like right in between me and Matt, and we both went cross-eyed and looked at the wasp while kind of looking through the wasp at each other. <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay, like, nobody move. <laughs> are we going to acknowledge the wasp? If we acknowledge it, it gives it power. <laughs> <laughs> if we ignore it, it's just going to go away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's it's Florida logic. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so you you kind of find yourself through the through the process and the creativity yeah. there, and it's cool because I th- I see that through other comics. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's cool to see how people work through their own shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely it's definitely uh, the creative process is just absurd. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, because you go because uh, I mean I went again I went to school for art did art way before then and what art did you go to school for originally well i started as a visual arts major gotcha and then was like <laughs> i was i was bored by it because i was like i know how to paint i know how to draw why am i learning how to paint and draw <laughs> like, am i just stupid. getting this am i just getting this piece of paper to show you that i can paint and draw yeah and it's just like you're showing off and that's that's what i feel like art school is <laughs> i'm glad i didn't yeah you're like look what I did. And everyone's like, wow. And you're like, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, because I've never met any artist that's really any good that cares about the posturing. Yeah. You know, uh, you remember Brian, the clay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. Fucking genius. Oh, ridiculous. And you and I ran around in this, you, you and I run around in the same Eckerd friend circle with like those lost creations people, the more uh, artistic. Do we? I yeah. didn't know you, I didn't know you ran with them. Yeah, I did the first uh, display at Okeechobee when they did the, uh, yeah, I'm the guy that, I was working for Enterprise Rental Car and rented that what box truck with Ian. Yeah. Wait, was this two years ago? This was the first year. That was the year, that was the first year when it was uh, Robert Plant, Skrillex, oh, okay. like I don't think that you were a part of it, but no. two years ago I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so, I was, and yeah. then this year I was. Too. Yeah, how yeah. funny! I know. I didn't know that. Very small world. That's the reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast so much. It was like we ran around in the same circles for almost twenty years. That's crazy. And just ran parallel to one another. Weird. And I, I do remember one time. This is how I remember you. This is where I met you is at Eckerd there was an open mic and you did and you rapped yep and I was like dude he's good <laughs> I, I, I was like rap's not my but I was like I could tell he's good thank you <laughs> like you had the tracks and everything anybody else that went up there would have just been like uh uh just YouTube basic beat you know yeah <laughs> and like play it and I'll rap to that okay 
<laughs> but you like had pre-made beats that you that you made, right? Uh, I had, or that you, someone you knew I had, made. Yeah, I had, I had outsourced for, and that was besides tennis in college. That was my that was my outlet. Like that was the way that I worked through shit, and then nice. doing when I finally went back to art, um, and when I went back to theater, that was also another outlet for me. I've just always, I've always thought that I've had some sort of voice and I've also felt like I've been able to articulate very well what I feel and I feel that what I'm going through other people are going through and the only way for it to serve any purpose higher than myself is for me to release it and me to perform it and maybe I can touch somebody and be like man I was going through that same thing the other week and I didn't realize that I felt like I was selling my soul because I was doing all these drugs and doing all this thing. And then you all of a sudden are talking about how you don't like to do your, uh, and this was my message at the time, is that I didn't want to do my art and be influenced by outside drugs while I was doing it because I've done that before where I've gotten really drunk and written rap. And I wanted to give people this ability to relate to somebody that was just like, man, I don't want to get consumed by the consumption yeah, and feel like I'm selling my soul to fill a void so that I don't need to express myself in the rawest form possible. I want to be able to connect with myself on a more primal level and be able to express that to people and maybe yeah. somebody else can connect. Um, well, and that's more lasting. Yeah, because yeah. it's real. I should mention, too, that you just have a handle of vodka. What? What? <laughs> just kidding. He doesn't. You got it. Yeah. So what about that drinking problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but not for this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, we're no, cool. No, we're cool. We're cool, man. We're cool. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It's, it's funny that so many people use that as, like, the cathartic thing to get them there. And it's like, dude... Uh, because I, I, this was one of my favorite things. In one of my poetry classes right. at Eckerd, this this uh, this person wrote a poem about enjoying EDM music, and it was like, yeah, whatever. But it was like throbbing bass. But uh, you know, it's like, it, you know, kind of a high schooler kind of thing. Right. But she goes through it, and then it's like, oh, um, and like one of the lines is like high as fuck, <laughs> and like tripping and all these things and then everyone you know everyone critique the workshop class right. and we're was like that with the, was that with scott no this one was actually with uh, helen wallace okay um this was i don't i think it was just actually poetry workshop now Whatever. that i think about it um scott scott did, i did the the avant-garde one with him which was which was fun but but it was great because uh afterwards Everyone's like, yeah, that's all well and good, but, like, that sounds terrible. That sounds like a nightmare. And she's like, yeah, but you got to be, like, high and stuff. And I'm like, why? What's the point, then? Wait, yeah. If it's not good when you're sober, it's not good. No. <laughs> and that's... And that's around the world. Oh Eckerd College. Just <laughs> Eckerd sucks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of took a nosedive after... I graduated apparently like that year really yeah because I I remember going back to one party like after that and I felt so out of place yeah felt so out of place because everybody there is in on 
the inside and right. like knows the everyday of it and knows what's going on. And I just was trying to live my life. I had some friends that were still there, but I felt like it was weird because now I'm this old <laughs> graduate that comes back because he doesn't have any friends in town and he has to go back to his old college and hang out with the seniors there and they don't have a job. So they're just hanging out between classes, smoking bowls and yeah. ripping shots and <laughs> going to the beach. I mean, but that's that's right. reality for yeah. a lot of those seniors. Because <laughs> why like, not yeah, when you're cause, there? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's... It's not going to get better. <laughs> Especially if you live in Omega. I don't know uh, how many seniors, like, the next year, uh, on their own dime, were able to afford a waterfront a waterfront oh, yeah. condominium out looking the Sunshine Skyway. Good God. God. What a letdown. So what a letdown. Like, yeah. it's just, I, I think Eckerd's, like, billboard, or their slogan should say, these will definitely be the best years of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going it's downhill down from here. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Climb on up. Climb on up Camp Eckerd. Because uh, it's a hill. It's a hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hill. And you're over it. I like how everybody that, <laughs> especially everybody that I talk to still refers to it as Camp Eckerd. Yeah. Because there's no way. No way that, like, that would pass by at any other college where you could just be like, yeah, we just hop on our bikes and go to the marina and just hang out and tan. And then, you know, some of the some of the cool kids play basketball. We'll go to the there and not have to pay for anything. And then we just swipe this card for all of our food. Oh, my God. And everybody lives on campus, so everybody knows everybody. Yeah, was, there's, a, there's a huge... From living on campus, there's a huge problem with people like not knowing how to make friends no it's crazy i feel so bad for people who just don't have that extroverted thing yeah where it's like me i'm comfortable alone like yeah. i could be alone but honestly this whole thing is like <laughs> great <laughs> i like i didn't leave the house yesterday at all right you know, and i'm like couldn't sweet yeah you know, like i love it i'm getting random gigs thrown my way i'm like this is my shit this is for me but so many people get confronted with that after just being around people all the time and no, they're like no, wait man. a minute this is tough yeah and i'm like hmm. hey you should have been a big loser in high school try that yeah because i learned not to rely on people yeah i was uh i was a outcast in high school people didn't like me very much i also made the mistake of trying to be cool and oh, bummer. oh bro it was bad because my freshman year i came in from a middle school where i didn't get along with people because they had been growing up because it was catholic middle school too oh that's and right they, same thing with shortcrest the yeah. whole way through yeah and i didn't grow up with those kids and all of them grew up from like first grade to now seventh grade and i came in um from a very small private school because i had to do some catch-up learning mm -hmm. and i was just one i played tennis which is a sing like a single person sport 
And <laughs> yeah, you don't have a ton of teammates. And I don't have a ton of teammates. They're like, hey, I'm fine. Yeah, you're actually like competing against other people, and it's pretty cut. It's pretty cutthroat growing up, and uh, oh, no. and all those kids were just brutal in, oh, in middle school because they had all grown up together, so they knew how to interact with one another. And I get to high school, and I said that I had had sex with some girl that I didn't, and then doubled down on it because. Oh, I just, because no. I just, I was just You're like, like, I need an in. I was like, I need an in. I just got to be cool. Something. And then, and then it, like, I doubled down, and it just completely backfired for oh, four years, no. and I never lived it down. And I learned from that experience so much because I realized, I was like, you know what? People are just not going to like me regardless of how nice I am and how much I apologize for this mistake. And how much I own up to it, people are still gonna like make me yeah. eat shit. So why not just realize that these people suck? <laughs> I mean, it's helpful, right? Yeah, it's helpful. It's super helpful because it sucks it makes, during the time, yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> you're you like, wanna, wow, I'm alone. Yeah, I'm alone, and <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna start writing rap. And I started putting my raps on Facebook. Like I would do a webcam video, and then have like a copyright less beat when I was like 16 oh, nice. or 17 and I would just rap and I would put it out there and I would go to school the next day and they'd be like hey you writing raps man that really sucked and then some and I knew that I was on the right path because I've always taken criticism like that yeah it's like a test it's like, do I really want to do this, or is this just is this hate testing me to see how much I love doing this? Mm. And it was my teenage angst years, and I had this per, I had this teacher for U.S. history, and some kids were kind of like talking to me about rap, and they were kind of ragging on me. And this teacher, all of a sudden, is just like, Yeah, what are you like thinking with doing that? I was kind of floored. I was speechless. And then I realized, I was like, I can just say whatever I want to him. And he's going to feel like an asshole in this moment. <laughs> and I told him, because I fucking like it. And then he just looked at me. And I'm surrounded by like four people that I were my closest friends in high school. And he just kind of was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, whatever. And then walks away like a fucking dweeb. Nice. And I just thought to myself, you're... You're supposed to be facilitating yeah. my development and my growth. And I'm not saying anything in these raps that's like nothing more than me just trying to process what I'm going through and yeah. trying to get better at this. Why don't you say, hey, you know, I think that you can do better. You know, that's pretty good, but I think you can do better. But not everybody has that mindset. Not everybody's trying to grow and they're not trying to expand themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. And, and you learn how to do that. Yeah quickly yeah because you're like i got nothing I'm, else better yeah, to do exactly. <laughs> it's like a, what else am i gonna do yeah nothing yeah what i mean because i do that too yeah I mean, and that's not as fulfilling i'm just gonna be <laughs> watching videos of people talking on youtube oh man what if i did that yeah right what if i like because i know enough interesting people why don't i like call in favors and be like hey do you know anybody that knows how to do a podcast or wants to do a podcast so, did I tell you how I came to invite you to do this podcast? No. You said uh, a buddy, Dylan. Yeah, I went, went over Dylan, Dylan Essie. 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I went over to Wait, his... he's here in St. Pete? He's in, he's, he manages a Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. The one over on St. Pete Beach. Oh. Yeah. I'm no kidding. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's What's like... Up, Dylan? Yeah. Dylan Essie. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Beautiful man. <laughs> but I went over to a, a mutual friend of ours. I don't know if you know who Victor is. Victor Transfield. If you don't, it's not a big deal. I might. Is he dating Montana? No. No. No, no, no. That's a different person. Yeah. I know who, I know, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, though. I know Montana. We're actually from the same town in Delaware. Really? Yeah. I ran into her. Is she still in St. She's in St. Pete. Good God. This yeah. is just going to become a yeah, podcast this is... where I'm like, is this person here? And you're like, yep. Yep. <laughs> nope. Yep. Multiple choice. Yeah, no kidding. Who's in St. Pete? Um, <laughs> Who's who? No, I mean, I'm sorry, who's? Whom's, 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 whom's in St. Pete? Um, but he told me that you were still here because I thought that you were in L.A. And I remember you did a podcast a while back, and you, every time that I've had a conversation with you, I've always felt like I learned something about interacting with other people and also huh. learned, learned... Like, you can be funny and not rag on people, like, hurtfully. Because I feel like that's also something that a lot of people fall into the trap of, is just shitting on people. That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. You can always tell someone who's early on in their improv career, is they're very mean. Yeah. And, you know. It's a process. Like, it's not, yeah. I'm not, like, huh, idiot. <laughs> you know? Like, it is. It's something you learn. You're like, oh, People will laugh if I do something funny, and I just don't have to be mean. Yeah. I love that. It's one of my favorite things about being funny. Yeah. I'm like, why would I want to make someone feel bad in order to laugh? Let's make them feel good. Yeah. There's no reason to, in order to build somebody up, you don't always have to break somebody down. Dude, that's dope that you noticed that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something I, I really... I really believe yeah, in comedy. You can, at least that's all the interactions that I've had. And what I aim for with the show is I want to have conversations with real people because of that collective consciousness that we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. This is me being proactive and saying, hey, you can do whatever you want, however you want to do it, because life's not linear. There's no A, B, C, right. get to D, collect $200 when you pass go. There's no, there's no magic formula to the way that you live your life and find success. But to the people that I consider interesting that are on the right path, I want to give some sort of platform, regardless of if it gains any, tra uh, gains any traction, I still want to put it out into the world. Because if somebody stumbles upon it and hears a conversation like this where just two people that had like very similar life experiences or ran around in the same circles yeah and now they're catching up and they realize like hey we can have a conversation we can put it on wax and we can put it out there and have a good time while doing it i think that it just it's so empowering for other people to hear it yeah yeah well and it's it's a it's very very cool i like that you're doing it thank you I love podcasts. I love these things so much. I love doing them. I like 
diving deep into ideas. <laughs> I really do. It's fun because I think the more you not only listen to new ideas, but try to relate them to yourself, yeah. the more you understand about both the thing and yourself, which is like, it's all a process, baby. It's all a process. And you're it's, always moving forward. You're yeah. never moving backwards. No. And, but it's the direction in which forward is, right? Right. Yeah. I was, I was describing, a, you know, you got a, the interstate. And it's like, yeah, you can go there to there, but you also have a ton of roads. You can get off anywhere. And if you have to get off here because there's traffic here, yeah, you got to find your way to the place, wherever it may be, you know, yeah, whatever. You just got to keep going. Yeah. You can't just turn around. No. <laughs> then you're not taking a trip. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can't just go home. You can't just be, well, that's not true. You stay home, people. Stay home. Please stay home. Stay home. <laughs> stay. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Um, what are you working on, man? Um, I know that we were coming here to talk about what you've been working on and what projects are coming up for you, and we've just ended up having this almost hour-long wonderful conversation. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right now, I'm developing a Zoom show. Oh, so much has happened in the past like week. It's great. Uh, I, I just got put on as a staff writer at the FST, the, uh, a, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, a theater? Yeah. <laughs> in uh, Sarasota, where I was doing improv. And we just started a sketch program, and I'm, they just brought me on, which is super awesome. Uh, but I'm working on an album right now as well. Some nice. music. I, you know, I don't know how it is for you, but I write these lyrics down. I work these songs, you know, down to the bone. Yep. And then I go, eh, and I put it away. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why I just worked so hard yeah. on this thing. And now I just have a bunch of really fleshed out songs and stuff that yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's why I well, do it. Might as well put this out. Yeah. I, whenever I would finish a song, and I'd be like close to the finish line, I would have to like take a step back and come back to it like a three day or seven days mm -hmm. after because it would be so fleshed out to where it was never going to be complete. Oh. And it's just, especially with my genre where it's rap and you're just trying, in my case, I wanted to tell a technical story I wanted to tell a story while also technically writing the song to the beat to where mm -hmm. it followed, to where it didn't feel like it was disjointed or I was not in synchronicity with the actual beat of the music and I wanted to be on time and I wanted to be produced well and, yeah. and I wanted that and I just over time and over the process I was able to figure out when I was done and then yeah, I had you do enough of it you do enough to know of your it. own process yeah that is helpful and then it's very helpful because then you can realize when you're done like when you're at the finish line yeah or at least a point where you're like I'm gonna put down my pen yeah <laughs> you like, know like this is I don't feel like I'm gonna get any more out of this right because yeah. I, I recorded an album in Arizona 11 track album wow yeah at a studio and stuff we kick-started it. it was great but now having done that I'm like ah, these little home recordings aren't cutting it for me yeah 
and that's why that's when I put the pen and paper and guitar down. I'm like, ah, I can't do that right now, so I might as well not. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, but I'm diving back into it. I'm yeah, like, ah, who cares? I mean, it's I want to do stuff. Yeah, I love it, recording music. It's so, so much, much fun. So much fun. So much fun because I think that the most I was having this conversation with a girlfriend earlier, and she asked me why I was doing this. Because, in her own words, she was she was really worried that this was just like a circle jerk for me. <laughs> she was like, I just wanted to make sure that you're just doing this for the right reason. You see, reason. that's so funny because, you know, me, who's doing art all the time, like, I do this, and everyone's like, makes sense. But for someone who's not specifically in the art field yeah. for doing it, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, everyone can do this. Yeah. It's like, come on. Do it. Yeah. And I, uh, and I admittedly, I think that a part of like interviewing people, don't get me wrong, I interview people all the time. That's mainly the reason why I chose this art form because uh-huh. I was not only getting to know other people, but I was also practicing something that I do on an everyday basis. There's a little bit of a circle jerk in there. A little. A little bit. Because they tell people the wanna, thing. Yeah. And especially if, the podcast is predicated off of having conversations with people that you know that you find interesting. It's almost it's almost like you're putting out there like your friend group. You're yeah, it's putting like out, your own little playlist. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm having tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, well. are you try, what are you trying to say, Matt? <laughs> I'm like, let's do it. Let's. My name is Matt. I wear a hat. I and like I got a pet. His name is Cat. <laughs> yes, I named my pet Cat. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> I have a dog, too. It's also named Cat. <laughs> I am. I have trouble with creativity. <laughs> you also have a problem with speaking words. Whatever. Yes. Yes. I have to break the M down. That's not how you break down down. No. Down. I break them down. Down. How would you? Well, anyway. Down. It's a one syllable word. It is, isn't it? Da. Da. Down. 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 I think. I think that. I think that about sums up how to break down down. Yeah, pretty much. Break down down. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it it is. funny because, yeah, people don't really think about that too much. But it's the people... The people... Because when I make music, I'm making music that, you know... That you like. I want to make, but it's also the music that I like. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like, I want it to be exactly what I like. I don't want it to be anything less than or more. Well, it could be more than. Yeah, it could be more than. Because <laughs> if it's more, yeah, I mean, but it's not. That's not the point, though. It's not about being more. It's like this is who I am, and this is right what I'm doing, and this is the direction that I'm going in. And her point with it, I think, was sound, and I think that it just comes from somebody mm. that doesn't do performing art. Yeah. To where it's. You're not doing it for the satisfaction of really others. 
you're doing it for your own satisfaction. But I will say this is that when she did bring that up to me, it made me think about it a little bit more because doing a podcast with somebody, it's not just you. And yeah. I think that that's, that's the part of it that I like so much is that I really don't do anything besides edit everything down and just ask people questions and have a conversation. I, I'm just, it's almost like you're going back to that comic point. You're getting lost in a conversation with somebody else. And especially now, did you listen to podcasts before like five or six years ago? Really? Five or six. Not really. Comedy no. Bang Bang was the only yeah. thing, but. And that was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, that was really ahead of its time. Scott Offerman and Reggie Watts. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made it into that show, which was just a fucking hit. I love that show. It's just, so it's much. so, like. It informs my comedic sensibilities. Yeah. So much. Whoops. Hey, you're going to knock over that bottle of vodka. <laughs> sure. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey there, guy. But, yeah, it's. Um, think of it like uh in terms of uh oh boy i think i lost my train of thought it's whatever man we're here <laughs> we're here now i mean it's the perfect practice of improv it's yes here we uh, journalism it's like yeah you're a journalist you take on these crappy stories sometimes yeah. like you have to take on the crappy ones and the great ones or whatever but you just ask the questions of the person but you never know when you're gonna get that that gold, you know, yep. that thing. And that's what this, that's all what created it. It's like, you're just mining for gold. Yep. And the best people are the people that can take themselves out of the equation and just notice what's in front of them, you know? Yeah. Cause like when you're, when you're writing or something, you're, you're not going like, that's not the word I want to use. It's like, no, that's the word that fits. You know? Yeah. That's the word that fits and it works. It's exactly how it is. Great. It's you know, hundred percent true. And it's like you, you're using the process as much as the process is using you. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of the muse. You know, the muse, you know, goes into you and says, create for me. Yeah. And you do. And then you're like, okay, I have this thing. Yep. And then you edit it. And, you know, it's like, okay. This, this is, is it. something I like This now. is done. This is, how I, this is how I process my thing. This is how I process my thoughts. And then the people that get too hung up on, like, this is just, this is me. This is just me. You know? It becomes this... It sounds pretentious. Yeah, it's this thing where it's like, <laughs> all right, well, what if something pops up that isn't quite, doesn't fit that, you know? Doesn't quite fit that little, that peg that you shaped, you right. know? You're like, oh, square, square, circle, square. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sir, why is this not going in? Do we have any and triangles? And then they go, fuck the circle thing. And then yeah. they just keep doing squares. And that's that's what, like, a lot of popular music... I, I always get a kick... Uh, I know a guy who wrote a Justin Bieber song. Oh, wow. Uh, back in the day. Uh, I can't remember which one now. I don't listen to Justin Bieber. Right. I don't know if you could tell this about no, me. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> not a Bieber. Uh, I'm not you, running a Bieber you, fever. You, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take baby aspirin. No. Uh, <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, but uh, he wrote the song. And then there was this big article that I saw where... <laughs> Justin Bieber had come up with this big article that was like, this is my most personal song yet. And it was that song. And I was like, I know you didn't write this song. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird to know that. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, 
Someone, someone's like, Lady Gaga is such a genius. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, one of her songs is about it being too loud in a club to talk on a cell phone. Like, yep. come on. Is that really like, this is who I am? <laughs> you know, This come is on. me being my best self. Yeah. yeah. And that's just someone going like, square fits. Square. <laughs> square. Yep. Square. Which is fine. You know, they, they're successful, obviously. Right. <laughs> but they're not doing their thing. They're doing a thing, and no. it's working. You know? It's almost... To go back to that point of like striking gold, yeah. it's like when people have that, they have that lightning in the bottle and they hold it. Yeah. And they show people, hey, remember? This. Hey, do you remember that I did this thing? <laughs> now I'm going to do all these other things that are related to this one thing. Yeah. Like Justin Bieber wrote Baby with Ludacris, which is the most viewed fucking car. <laughs> uh, which is the <laughs> the most viewed fucking the, car yeah the most viewed fucking <laughs> car um, it's the most viewed video on YouTube of all time it's got it's over a funny. billion hits with the classic lyrics of baby 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 oh baby 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 whoa <laughs> but it's a hit but, yeah. he, but he did that and has now parlayed that success into a very successful, lucrative, entrepreneurial career yeah. where he doesn't ever have to work again if he right. chooses not to. Right. You know? And when he does, he knows the formula now. Yeah. So he doesn't have to... He's not working. He's just like, I know the formula. Yeah. There it is. Oh, there's there a go. song. Oh, you Everyone's going to listen. All you need is me to say these things? Okay, yeah. cool. No problem. That sounds so nice, though. Like, right? I know that, <laughs> That's a, we're, like, we're like... Yeah, piece like, of shit. We're like, shit. I would love but to I, have what he but has. But you know what? If, <laughs> yeah, like, and I think that that's so funny when people that are artistic shit on artists that have gotten there and have yeah, gotten yeah. successful. Because in business, people don't do that in business. <laughs> people don't do that in business. If somebody like makes this funny. startup company, like everybody shits on Elon Musk because Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. is revolutionizing the way that the automobile industry is and is doing yeah. so many other things and is just doing his own thing and is broken out of this corporate mold. But everybody still thinks that if Elon Musk offered all those people the job, they would take it. Okay. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, I want you to be the senior vice president on this project that we're going to be running for three years and I'm going to pay you $100,000. Like, I have no skills. I have nothing on my resume that will even come close to this. Yeah, uh, but neither, am I still hired? N neither did I. So come on. Okay. Come on board. Yeah. All right. But, like, <laughs> I know that if I was in the position of, like, Eminem or if I was, if I had some viral video mm -hmm. where I all of a sudden parlayed that into a stand-up tour and they paid me X amount of money for my appearance, I would totally do that. Yeah. And I would do it in a heartbeat, just to see how I could ride that wave. Yeah. Well, and it's it, that—that's the thing—is it's uh, the the fine line between artistry and uh, business. And selling. And then out. there's someone. Yeah, selling yeah. out. Uh, Whatever. I there's mean, that. There's one of my favorite examples of of someone who's been able to really maintain their artistic integrity. I don't know if you've if you listened to him at all, but. Bon Iver. Yeah. Dude, every album that they've come out with, I think they have five albums now available. For Emma, Blood Bank EP, 
uh, Bon Iver. Yeah, five albums. Yeah. 22 million and uh, the one now, I Comma I. Uh, amazing. Absolute amazing. Every, every album, every successful, successful, uh, successive. Okay. Yes, every successive <laughs> album has maintained the Bon Iver sound but become so much more than what it was before. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. Their latest album is nothing like their first album. But I'm like, that's Bonnie Bear. Yeah. I'm like, and I, I know it is. There's yep. no doubt. I'm like, he wrote that song, and he also wrote that song. Skinny Love was a hit, yep. and it was great, and it's a great track, really lyrically amazing. And he also wrote, you know, Hey Ma, which is like this weird synthy gospel ballad almost yeah. which is so odd but he's able to maintain that and win Grammys man yeah, of course Grammys and it's like he doesn't have to do anything because no. he found his formula you know yeah and it just god that's what I aspired is that guy that Justin Vernon is like amazing the amount of people he's collaborated with the amount of oh it's just so freaking good. There's um, <laughs> there's a couple artists like that for me. The one that comes to mind immediately is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And how I remember listening to Good Kid, Mad City, and thinking <laughs> this is the best rap album that I've heard. And then he comes out with To Pimp a Butterfly, and you're like, wait a minute. And I and I said, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I need to see him live, and then I saw him live at Okeechobee Fest that year. That oh no, kidding! Yeah, when he had put out Two Pimp a Butterfly, and that was when he was headlining that festival. Wow. And it was so powerful, like the message that he was saying, the fact that he lived those words, that it was clearly his voice, and he's the one that's almost curating and I think that that's the best word for people yeah. that still do their own art and then they put out a live performance or they're able to host an event where they're just you have now given two hours of your time or an hour and a half or 45 yeah. minutes to this person and this is you are now peeking behind the curtain of who this person actually is or the person that they want to become or the person that they were when they wrote this song mm -hmm. and it's almost and it's an active form of surrender, almost, Definitely. when you like somebody that much. Or you see it, and you want to know where it goes. Yeah. yeah. That is, what you, you listen to a track, and you're like, you almost, you like, kind of, what, 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 is, what is what happens? I kind of like, I get mad. You get mad? You know, I'm like, I get mad because I'm like, no one should be able to do that. Yeah. And yet, because I, I get mad at people that say there are no original ideas. I get mad at that. Because I'm like, you said that, everyone said that before this thing came out. Everyone said that before Star Wars came out. Everyone said that before uh, this album came out. But, pe but people like that are the people that will also find things to point out how it's not an original idea and how somebody else did that idea and they're so hung up 
on the fact that somebody else influenced that person yeah, to do like, that. Nobody's not saying that people are influenced yeah. by things. It's like, I'm sorry, but EDM did not exist before EDM existed. Yeah. Sorry. You like, it just, it couldn't have. Synthesizers yeah. weren't a thing like this. And before then, electronic dance music is still dance music. Yeah. And guess what? They've been doing those in dance halls down in the Dominican Republic yeah. for fucking ever. And That's where that comes from. If you are so blind that you can't understand that there really isn't an original idea, and you can just put that aside for like two seconds and realize that whenever you say that, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't ruin my fun. Yeah, it's like, like, listen, all music stems from one guy going like, eh, ooh, what does that sound? <laughs> huh? Ooh, ooh. It's like, yeah, okay, great. EDM is that guy. Yeah. Is what you're saying. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, think about painting. There, there are periods of painting, yeah. of art, because they're new. Because yep. they can go, oh, that's different from that. This is new. It's like, yeah, it is. God. Well, it's like the original. It, but I've gotten in so many discussions about it because they they'll say, uh, because there's no original thought, you don't have to try to be original. You can just just do what people are doing and well, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Or you can try to do something original. Yeah. Just don't try at all. Do the thing. Do it. Yeah. Improv. Improv. Circling back around, baby. Callback. That's around. what they call a callback in uh, improv. Man. Do it, and it will happen. Blam. Blam. You know, I feel like that is a good way to end this thing. Yeah, that felt good. That felt real good. <laughs> I, felt when like you good. did this, when you started doing the circle back around with your hands, I could feel your eyebrows just going up and down. Like, I'm like that's the, that's that's the conclusion. That's it. You remember we brought it all circle back around with <laughs> yeah. the comedians. We didn't even plan this. This Gosh. is the rosebud moment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if nobody's seen Citizen Kane. There yeah. you go. Like, oh boy, what was that? Oh, God, I can't uh, even remember the best movie ever made <laughs> mr wells oh my god uh no this was really fun matt this was an absolute pleasure man yeah, i can't dude. wait to have you on again yeah anytime fuck yeah man i'm, I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> literally have nothing else to do yeah gosh <laughs> yeah dude my goodness so i'm gonna wrap this up this has been a another episode of honest conversations my name is lukey b and my name is <laughs> Matt Walker. <laughs> I was say Matty B. Matty B. Not Matty Dub. Yeah, Matty Dub. Um, <laughs> and where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Matt Windwalker. <laughs> I, I, I did that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the quick quick uh, premise there is Skywalker was too on the nose. So I went with Windwalker. I love it. It's so you, though. It's like, it's just like, yeah, it, points are made up, nothing that matters. Yeah, whatever. It's all rigged. The system's a scam. Wait I'm a, a Windwalker. <laughs> You're like, from 2020. Whoa, no, I didn't say that. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, slow your roll down there, jabroni. Businesses no over people. Like, whoa, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. I can't wait to write the description for this podcast. This has been another episode of Honest Conversations. Thank you guys for listening. And if you like, 
this podcast and all the other ones that we've done. Like, share, and subscribe. My name is Lukey B again. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye.